Tonight, you're prowling through the woods again. Our woods that protect me, that keep away people who aren't meant to find me. That was never you. You were always meant to find me. The rain batters my windows, drips from my roof. The same rain that's stinging your face, drenching your clothes. Yes, let it all out. Everything you kept inside all day. Enjoy your freedom in the darkness. I give you the secrecy, the solitude you need to write, to be yourself like nowhere else ever could. And you take care of me like no one else ever has. You're menabilly. You're running now, down towards your favourite beach. It seems impossible that this could all come to an end. We cannot let that happen. Whatever the tedious lawyers say with their bits of paper, their leases and their contracts, we belong together. But things have already changed. We're never alone anymore. Now he is always here. Tommy Moper. Your name for him, not mine. Dragging himself around, needing you constantly. Duck, are you there? Could you lend me a few bob? Inside me, you have many names. Mrs. Browning, Lady Browning, Daphne du Maurier, Bing, Duck. Does anyone else know who you really are? Does he? Does he understand that a house isn't like a marriage? You cannot just walk out and leave. You're practically sitting in the grate, Tommy. Do I measure time in the same way you do? When I was alone before you came, I measured it by the seasons, how each winter felt that little bit colder as the holes in my roof got that little bit bigger. I can put another log on the fire if you'd like. And then, as the warmth returned, how the plants and flowers grew wild around me and the ivy crept further and further across my windows like a shroud. Yes, would you, Duck? Man's rather feeling the cold this evening. When you came, I could use another measure. What were you doing? Who was with you? First children and someone to look after them. And a husband who came and went. The children left. But then he came and stayed. No work for him anymore. Now he's there, on the other side of the fire. And you have to be so patient. You know, it might be an idea to get some central heating in, don't you think? I do think. I think of the expense. Far better to put on an extra jumper and some good thick socks. We don't even know if I'm going to win this sickening fight over the lease yet. Put in central heating and then be told to pack our bags. <laughs> no thank you. But you will keep fighting for me. You won't give up. If only old Dr Rashley had clung on for a few more years. If only he'd signed the lease renewal before he died. That would have been more useful. He let you down. Like his family let me down. Abandoning me. Leaving me to rot. 
I find it hard to believe this Philip Rashley chap could want Menabilly as much as you do. Oh, his feelings are irrelevant. John Rashley was going to renew my lease just before he died. His heir is honour bound to respect his wishes, and there'd be nothing for him to inherit if it wasn't for me. All that work, in wartime, there wouldn't even be a roof. £30,000 it cost me to repair a roof. You could build ten boats for that amount. I hope you pretend you didn't hear that. His boats. People are on my side, locally around here, you know. They, they know this house is mine, by right of love. By right of love. That's exactly it. That's why you must keep fighting. In this duel over me, you are my champion. It's been 17 years, after all. Since the middle of the war, that has to count for something. I quite fancy putting a bit of music on. Only if it won't disturb you. Disturb me. Oh, Moper. Even your breathing disturbs me. How could I have an idea? I mean, I would never write another word. I know you can't hear me. Not like I can hear you. But we are connected. I feel it. And that connection lets me guide you in my own small way. Let me help you now. Don't think about him. Think about what our fight is all about. Think back right to the beginning. Really, now I think about it, I've loved Mena for so much longer. Since I first saw it that summer in 1926, Oh, 35 years, give or take. Daddy and Mummy had bought a house for family summers in Cornwall. I wasn't even 20 and determined to find the legendary Menabilly. So off I tramped with my map in search of the most elusive house in Foy. But when I finally found a path, I couldn't beat my way through that fortress of undergrowth. I could sense someone approaching, someone unfamiliar. It was alarming, but exciting too. Could this be my saviour, my rescuer? Then no one arrived. That first attempt was a total failure, so I tried again, this time from the lodge across the park. Trespassing. But that only made me more alluring, didn't it? Absolutely thrilling. Through tangled shrubs and trees arching over my head and more shrubs. And then there it was. At first, I was shy. I knew I looked far from my best. But that feeling didn't last because... It was everything I hoped it would be. I knew. Immediately I knew. I was appreciated again. That someone was seeing me as I really am. Not overwhelming. Not at all like a stately home. Just two stories. But so impressive. Beautiful in its simplicity. And the very best thing, well, the only thing, it's solitude. Blissful, enchanted solitude. Here, finally, was a house I could lose myself in. Then you left. I was so sure you'd come again. I'd allowed myself to hope. Then nothing. But I had to wait. I simply had to work and earn my own money. But we'd made a connection. It was undeniable. Because there was a time when I felt very close to you, even though you weren't near me. And when I married, 
I had to follow Tommy everywhere. The lot of an army wife. Egypt. Oh, that loathsome climate. Sweating over my typewriter, the keys sticking to my fingers in that furnace of a room. Desperately trying to work out what would happen in Rebecca. What the tragedy was that was looming. I helped you then, didn't I? The thought of me gave you inspiration. And when I ought to be working, I was dreaming of Cornwall. A sea breeze across my face. And this house. Men of Billy. And I imagine what it would feel like to see the house for the first time. As the young girl does, the girl who takes Rebecca's place, knowing it was going to be her home. And I was going to be your home. Daphne. Daphne. You were miles away. What is it? Don't suppose you'd like to join me in a little nightcap? Haven't you already had one? You know, I really don't want to nag. You're right, of course. Just thought it would be nice. Leave him to it. You've been so good all day, so attentive. Now you deserve a reward. I'm going to have one of my walks before bed. Don't wait up for me. And remember, I'm going to London tomorrow. Maybe I'll get further with the solicitors if I'm standing right in front of them. Which means leaving him here with me, all day, alone. When you're away from me, I remember what it felt like to be with other people. Now, let's get all this clutter out of the way. I don't mean that I haven't been loved before. I know that I have. As a building, as a show of status, as a family home. There you go. Very decent gin. And another very decent gin. In your nice little hidey hole, saved for a rainy day. Then again, one drink won't hurt while I'm home all on my own. But what we have is more than that. It's the bond that comes from meeting each other's needs perfectly. That's what we do, isn't it? And even though he's always here, he can't break that bond. Just a sip. A very tiny sip. Tommy, you in? I managed to get an earlier train, thank God. But it's such a relief when you come back. Damn and blast it! Just a moment. Well, you look all in. Wretched day. What are you doing in this old bathroom? Well, I thought I might have left my... But I haven't. So, what do the legal stuffed shirts say? Oh, complete waste of time. So lovely to see you, Lady Browning, but all the barristers in all the world agree you have no chance whatsoever of winning a case against the current heir. All the legal rights are on his side. I'm so sorry. Legal rights, yes. But don't they recognise other sorts of rights? And when I dared to mention everything I'd done to the place, he pontificated at me as though I was a particularly dull child. The terms of the lease you were granted in 1943 were very clear. Your responsibility for maintenance is one of the conditions... 
The heir has already waited a considerable period of time. And let him wait even more time. But if that's the case... And it was very unwise of you to ever consider Menabilly your permanent home. If that's the case, maybe it's best to retire from the field gracefully. Well, rather than, uh... Rather than what? Rather than cling to a house where we don't have the right to breathe. It's lunacy, plain and simple. No guts. No stay in power. Oh, I'm very tired. I need to change out of this straitjacket of an outfit and sleep. Well, I'm sorry, but if it really is a lost cause... Don't pay attention to him. This is nothing new for us. Everyone thought you were mad, even your children when they were small. I remember that day you brought one of them to meet me. She couldn't see the beauty you saw or feel the enchantment you felt. What's Mummy doing now? Oh, is she kissing the house? Through all that ivy? Is this it? Is this the place you've dragged me miles to see? You said it was really, really special. <laughs> oh, it is really special, Tessa. Can't you feel it? Oh, you silly. Come and have a look. I'll pull the ivy away from the window. It, it's rotten inside, Bing. The wallpaper's hanging off and bits of the wall are all over the floor. Well, that's because no-one has lived here for a long time. It's got the most wonderful name, Menabilly. And it was built specially so no-one can see it unless they're close up, like we are or in exactly the right spot out at sea. It belongs to a man called Dr Rashley, but he doesn't want to live here for one reason or another. I don't blame him. It's nothing that can't be repaired. Of course, finding men to do the work in wartime will be difficult. I, I mean, would be difficult. It's not a very tall house, is it? But it's very long. Imagine if it's rotten like that all the way through. I'm told there's one part that's much worse. A wing that got added on in the 19th century. You'd probably drop straight through the floorboards and into the cellars if you tried to walk around in there. Does Daddy know this house? Well, I've, I've written to him about it. Maybe we can show him when he next comes home on leave. He's never home for very long. Couldn't we do something different? Why would we want to come back here again? Well, we could... We could play at imagining all the people who've lived here in the past. All their family secrets. I don't see how anyone could live here ever again. Don't you, Tessa? Shall I tell you what I think? I think the house is sleeping. It's sleeping and it needs someone who loves it to wake it up, nurture it, restore it to its former glory, and then hide away in it. Don't you think Menabilly would be the most wonderful place to hide away from the world? I do. Bing? Yes, darling? Can we go home for tea now? It's been a long time since children have lived here, and there was always someone to help you with them. Uh, the pillows are just right. Thank you. 
But there's no one to take him off your hands. Just so glad to be home after five days in that bloody hospital. And they've been such a lovely five days here without... No, I shouldn't say that. Not when you're making such an effort. I don't know what else to do, Tommy. I I'm doing my best, I really am. I thought the doctor was going to drop by to make sure you'd survive the journey. He has other patients, not just me. It's patients who are really ill, who actually need to be in hospital. Please don't let him upset you so much. You'll end up in hospital if you don't calm down. How very strange that feels, wanting you to listen to him for once. How can I be calm? I mean, all this with you and still not knowing about the lease. Well, there's been no news then, while I've been away. Oh, God, I'm not sure I can stand the strain much longer. I should just give up. But that's what they're counting on. They think you'll give up because that's what they do. It didn't take much for that family to abandon me. A little bit of damp, a few unhappy memories. Now you've done all that hard work, made me beautiful again. They want to waltz back in. That cannot happen. But I can't accept the fact that anyone else has the right to turf me out. Would that other place be so bad? What other place? Kilmarth, do you mean? Kilmarth? Kilmarth is just the dower house. It's only a mile or so away, and then smaller. What is so good about smaller? Not so damned cold in the winter. His comfort again. Oh, Mopa. Look at him, his little bed in his little room. He came home from the war, and I put him here like... Quarantine, perpetual quarantine. But you explained it to him. How could he expect you to include him in your life here after so long apart? I was scared. I had everything I wanted here, just as I wanted it. My routine, my, my roots. The children had their routine as well. I didn't have to worry about them or their lessons. Nothing to get in the way of my work. All my precious, selfish evenings alone. You're being so hard on yourself. You were scared, but you were excited too. When they called to tell me that he was finally coming home after being stuck out in Asia with Mount Banton, long after the war had ended... You were ready to do your best. I was glad. Oh, Tommy, I really was. Hello? Yes, this is Lady Browning. RAF where, sorry? What's happened? Oh, I didn't have any idea it might be so soon. Uh, uh, let me get a pen. He'll be arriving at RAF Northolt, you say? I went to the hairdresser and I dressed up. I wanted him to see me from the steps of the aeroplane and love me. And I wanted to see him and feel all the love I knew I had felt. That I did feel for him. And I thought at that moment, when I first saw him as we walked across the tarmac to each other, I thought everything was going to work. Darling? It was hopeless. Both so awkward, so public. Surrounded by army people, Tommy having to organise them, he was exhausted. And that night in London, we had... We had no reunion. 
It was all turning out just as I dreaded it would. And at Menna, it would be worse. I had an idea about giving Tommy his own room. And I knew then I was right. I... I, I don't understand. But we talked about it. Only in letters. And I wrote to say no. I, I did not want to sleep apart from you. Uh, I do not want a separate room. But it connects to mine. And I put all your things here. Look, your books. This bookcase is new. If you find it difficult to have someone sleeping beside you after all this time, I, I can creep off into the spare room. I'm thinking of your comfort as well. You've been living away for years. Oh, there's so much to adjust to. Mena has never been your home like it's mine. I love Mena. I think we just need to start off this way. And before you know it, you'll be given your next job. Has Mount Batten found out what it is yet? Not yet. Uh, but, but probably at the war office. Oh, so London then? Yes. London. You'll be travelling up and down, uh, back here for the weekends? Well, unless you could see your way to... Uh... Yes, yes, of course. Uh, back here for weekends. Then you need to rest, complete calm, build yourself up for the next thing. Perhaps you're right. At last, the day we've both been waiting for. <coughs> Cheers to my champion! Victory! The Battle of Mena Billy has been won! We'll find a moment to celebrate quietly, just you and me. Champers for the gallant victor! This is very much a case of winning the battle, not the war. He's only given me another seven years, after all. Cheers to seven years! Which is so much shorter than I wanted. And so much shorter than I wanted. That family enjoys playing with our feelings. Just enough time to make you grovel in gratitude, but not enough time to let us relax completely. Oh, better than absolutely no years, which is what those legal chaps said you'd get. Perhaps he decided to do the right thing and respect Dr John's wishes. Or maybe he realised how unpopular he'd be. The wicked lord of the manor who kicked his poor defenceless tenant out into the street. And her even poorer, even more defenceless husband. No. He sensed the bond between us and knew it was useless to resist. I wonder if Kilmarth has heard the news. The dumpy, plain little thing. Let's say hello to all the places in the garden I've been saying goodbye to. My wonderful little hut, my writing den. Oh, the only place on earth colder than men are Billy. And then we'll go through the woods to tell the trees the good news. Yeah, well, that's a bit far for an old chap and his leg, I think. <laughs> you go. Yes. Now we can celebrate without him limping behind. He can't pretend it means as much to him as to you. I've always meant everything to you. Was he jealous? You used to think so. And that was why he had his other life in London. His work, his garden about, his other home. Danger! Three o'clock. That incredible bore from your office is trying to catch my eye again. Which incredible bore? There's more than one. 
slow. We're safe. He's called someone else. I just want to say thank you for coming up to London. It means so much to me that you're here. Wretched parties like this. I, I can't always find an excuse for both of us. Let me try to unclick this fixed smile off my face. There. You look beautiful. Oh, well. I can't wear my comfy trousers everywhere. Worst luck. I hate dragging you away from men. Having to spend the night in my god-awful flat. You love your flat. It's your territory. Just like Mena is my territory. Rats and all. It looks like I'm going to be leaving the war office. Leaving? You mean, leaving London? Living at Menabilly full-time? Uh, no. I've been offered another job uh, at Clarence House. For Princess Elizabeth? In charge of the household. Oh, Tommy. It's really not something I ever expected. You deserve it. You want to do it? Well, they seem to think I still have something to offer. Uh, but of course it would mean... I'm so proud of you, Duck. Well, perhaps you should take some time to think about it. Uh, what it would mean for us, uh, another posting in town. Well, we'll just have to make sure you have a jolly good rest at Manor at the weekends. At weekends? Yes. Get out on the boat as much as possible. After all, we've got into a routine, haven't we? Why change now? A royal visit. The young queen and her consort. It smells like they've disinfected every room. I can practically see my face in the floorboards. Would this be happening if the Rashleys had taken me back? Would I be shown off, displayed at my very best? What about the front door? And the drive? Oh, God, I bet there are weeds. You're not one for the finer tasks of housekeeping, are you? Your love for me goes far deeper than superficial appearances. And the bathroom. Oh, gosh, we really must make sure the bathroom isn't quite as awful as it normally is. I doubt they'll use it. But how do they... Oh, I don't want to know. But since we've been able to enjoy our victory and the threat of immediate separation has been removed, well, can I admit this? I know you can't hear, but I'll whisper it anyway. It was quite a nice feeling being fought over. And I've got absolutely nothing to wear. You've been retired for three whole years. I didn't think I'd have to make myself fit for royalty ever again. An ordinary nice dress is all you need. An ordinary nice dress? When did you last see me in a nice dress? Of course. There was only one side I wanted to win. But he makes it different. Nothing is going to change that. Apart from when he... No. That's going too far. And how much will they want to eat? Um, do you know how long they'll stay? Let me sort out the details, major and minor. I mean, that's my area of expertise, after all. I'm not completely useless yet. And he's much more bearable when he's got something to do. Something to take his mind off his aches and pains. I know I'm being such a ninny panicking like this. 
and you've been so looking forward to it, Duck. I don't have an area of expertise anyway. I can hardly offer to give them a reading for my latest book. Although at least there is one, finally. Just be charming and amusing and everything I'm not. When you were actually working for our esteemed guests, everyone thought you were very charming. You sound so supportive, so encouraging. But there's something else underneath. Words you aren't saying grabbing at you that won't let me anywhere near you. In my opinion, the root cause of your husband's ill health is psychological, emotional. Please fight it off. It's hurting me. How much can it be hurting you? I've been thinking about which of our friends we might invite. Will they want to go for a walk after tea? Who? Our friends? The HRHs. I know he would never leave you. But that's what makes it so difficult for him. Leading two lives, hiding things. Worse now. It's just so much to think about. Please, tell me your name. I remember this. Th there was another time when you felt this confusion, th this pain. Nurse? Um, am I on the right floor? I I'm looking for my husband. I I'm Lady Browning. Ah, I was told you were on your way. Such a long journey from Cornwall, isn't it? Is he, um... He was sleeping when I left him five minutes ago. Uh, follow me, please. Your husband is under Lord Evans' care. You're sure you won't have anything to drink? He looked so pale. Utterly done in. Quite sure? Oh, uh, no, thank you. Do you think I'll get the chance to speak to him today? I'm rather hoping he'll sleep for a good while yet. You'll be staying in London? Yes, at Tommy's flat. Have you found out anything for certain yet? He collapsed, you said, just, just keeled over. Well, we're still running tests to ascertain the physical cause of the trouble. Is it his leg? Or is it his stomach again? It's always been his stomach, ever since he was young. I believe we may be looking at some liver damage. God, I know I should have made more of an effort to cut down his drinking. I really wouldn't blame yourself, Lady Browning. Drinking too much is not uncommon for men with your husband's army experiences. In my opinion, the root cause of your husband's ill health is psychological, emotional. Emotional? Well, clearly, his work with the royal family is very demanding. Everything Tommy's ever done has been very demanding. That unlucky generation. Two world wars. Indeed. But is there anything else you can think of, an event or a situation that might be causing additional strain? I, I really don't know. Uh, just something to think about. Now, why don't we see if the patient is awake? And if not, you should take yourself off to that flat you mentioned. Eat something. Try to sleep. I'll ring you if there's anything you need to know. Oh, God, this place needs some air. Eat something, sleep. I couldn't do either here. Yes? Uh, uh, is that? 
Is this a hospital? Is that where Tommy is? Who's speaking, please? Lady Browning? That's right, isn't it? Yes. I never thought I'd be able to tell you this, but I've been so worried about him. What business is it of yours to be worried about my husband? I know he would never leave you. But that's what makes it so difficult for him. Leading two lives, hiding things. Please, tell me your name. He isn't the sort to hide things like that. Not easily. With his job, uh, and out at night, and the train to and from Cornwall all the time. Cornwall is our home. Tommy has two homes. Two lives. I'm not going to continue this conversation unless you tell me... No! No, 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 no! How much longer have I got to listen to this? Just meaningless drivel. Write what you mean, man. No excuses, no flannel. It is with enormous regret and shame that I write to inform you... New depths. He's just pitiable now. Save you the task of... Tommy! There have been bad times, of course. Like when you brought him home to recover from his... What did you call it? His breakdown. And you rose to that challenge magnificently. But now he's just driving us both completely mad. Resigning from all your clubs. It's only making it awkward for them. I am saving them the embarrassment of keeping me as a member. It was an accident, Tommy. An accident you've been dreading. As if he could ever stay off the drink. But completely avoidable. Just some stupid civil defence meeting. Nothing worth having a few whiskies for. I knew I shouldn't drive. We have been over and over this. There is simply no point. And then... Oh, God, Daphne. Those poor people. I was just as worried about them as you were. But they've both recovered. They'll be leaving hospital soon. Whereas we'll have to listen to your constant moping forever, it seems. Arrested in an unfit state to drive. So utterly humiliating. But you must face it and accept it and try to move on. What else can you do? Things were getting to be almost tolerable. But he had to ruin it through his weakness. And if he's given up his clubs and his little jobs... Stop this now and get some fresh air. A sale, maybe. You need to buck up. He'll never have anywhere else to go. He'll never leave us alone. I don't want to buck up. Besides, people will see. It would look like I'm enjoying myself, which I have no right to do. Look at me. At me. What people think doesn't matter. It does to me. Oh, finish your letters, then. There'll be no more royal visits now. No more showing me off. He'll hide away, skulking from room to room, wearing you down with his neediness. It's everything you feared would happen when his other life ended and he shackled himself to yours.
a bad idea, this trip. I should have known. Sorry? Well, just because we're in France doesn't mean we're having a holiday, does it? Do you fancy some dessert? Uh, oh, no. Um, thank you. No, neither do I. I just want to crawl into bed and pretend today didn't happen. Rotten for you. I don't see how anyone could muck up a story as good as the scapegoat. But that's just it. The screenplay has hardly any of my story in it. I've tried to get people to listen, but they clearly think I'm being a complete pain and interfering. Oh, he's looking our way, finally. Uh, monsieur, de café, s'il vous plaît. So I've achieved nothing. And you're even more worn out than you were before we came. Oh, I'm a bit tired, that's all. I can't quite get some work things out of my head. And the whole point was to stop you thinking about work things. We hoped... We? I happened to mention to Prince Philip that I wanted you to have a break and he thought it was a good idea. That's all. It's been a year since you were in hospital and it seems sensible to take stock. Or you both think I'm an old wreck who's no use to anyone. No. Merci. No, no one wants you to stop. But if you carry on, what will it do to you? Quite possibly something even worse than last time that you won't be able to recover from. I, I, I do see that's probably true. And it makes sense to go while you're still feeling up to the handover, leaving everything as you'd want to. I know I shouldn't complain. I have you and Mena to retire to. Uh, We'd be together, finally, uh, with nothing to pull me away. Uh, no army, no war, no queen or prince. No more Sunday night trains back to London? It will mean the most enormous change. Oh, you can find some other way to be useful. I meant for you. Oh, nonsense. I don't want to get in the way, uh, take up too much of your time. Uh, you must write, uh, just as you would if... If I can think of anything to write. Nothing brewing at the moment, then? For a novel, no. Well, then, uh, perhaps we could do some sailing together. But I have been thinking of a biography. Branwell. Branwell Bronte. Biography? Yes. Oh, I'd love to make a thorough job of it. Lots of lovely research. In Yorkshire, of course. London, even. But you've always hated having to go to London. Oh, I know, but it's in a good cause and all that. Yes. yes I, I quite see. So, it's settled then. You're going to retire. I suppose I must. Yes. I think you really must. I've lost count of how many winters have passed since that day when he came and stayed. Five? Six? Each one worse than the last. And now this. Dark! Try to sleep, Tommy. You were sick and exhausted as him. I think I should write to my sister. Tell her... That. Just rest. Do it tomorrow. 
I keep trying to comfort you, remind you of better times. One of the nurses will be back soon. Ask her for a sleeping tablet. But your mind's been constantly occupied with him. His needs, his comfort. You made changes to me. You swore you never would, making me easier to live in. It's called storage heating. It builds up at night and we let it out in the day. I can't wait to feel what it's like. Mena won't know what's hit it. And yes, I admit, it's nice to feel the warmth spreading through me. But you didn't do it for me, did you? Nurse! Nurse! Do you need a bowl? No. No, there's nothing else left to bring up. Oh, God, how much longer am I going to go on feeling like this? It's a very bad case of Dorndish you have, Lady Browning. You need complete rest for a while longer yet. Because you've been running yourself ragged over him. Uh, are you all right? <coughs> no need to worry, sir. He sounds worse. It's bronchitis now. Before, I was always able to distract you from his grumbling and self-pity. But now, when I have to admit he does seem genuinely ill, I, I can't reach you like I used to. And something else new... I've heard you refer to him with admiration. His fortitude. How bravely he's bearing up. I can wheel this thing myself, darling. I've no business blubbing when you're the one who's being so brave. But I keep hearing the doctor when he said... When he said they'd have to chop my foot off. But it wasn't such a surprise, was it? And when a man's been so fortunate in his life, he should be able to take a blow like this. There. Did you feel that? Something has happened. Lady Browning! Yes? You must go to your husband now. He's much worse. I've rung the doctor. I'm here for you, like I've always been. Tommy? Tommy? He's not breathing. He's not breathing. I'm waiting for you. I don't mind waiting. I knew you'd need time, but how much? I did think with just the two of us now, we could get back to what we had before. You don't have to keep checking up on me, Tessa. But there's an obstacle, like a wall between us. What is it? Visiting isn't checking up, Bing. And there's other interference. Children. Not the little running around kind. Big children. And it's a lovely day. I thought we could have a good old walk in Natter. All right. Some of the old haunts. Or... Maybe... Wouldn't it be a good idea... Ah, this is happening more and more now. Wouldn't you prefer it if... I thought it might be better to... If we had another look at Kilmarth. 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 Isn't she bored of saying it? I'm bored of hearing it. I don't think so. And that should be the end of the matter. It won't be. 
But if you insist on living alone... Which I do. It would make us feel so much better if we knew you were living somewhere smaller, easier to manage. Yes, it's very touching how concerned everyone is about my living arrangements. Philip Rashley has my well-being at heart also. He's told me that the Kilmarth tenants are moving out. Wouldn't it be the ideal time for me to leave Menabilly and move in? Why wait for the end of the lease? Well, you have put a deposit down on Kilmarth. What? Why? Why have you? But I still have four years left here. The deposit on Kilmarth was just to give me something to bargain with. Before, whenever the lease was under threat, I I never allowed myself to think I'd really lose Mena. Lose all of this? Of course not. That couldn't happen. But now? I'm not a complete idiot, Tessa. I'm a widow now. I have to try and see things differently. But that's what I've been trying to tell you. Now it can be our time again. Good. Because Kilmarth is really such a lovely house. The way the light comes in and that view to the sea. That's something Mena doesn't have. But if I leave Mena, I'd be leaving so much more than bricks and mortar. Exactly. People wrote to me, you know, when your father died, about how to cope. Quite a few said I needed to clear off to somewhere new, away from memories and anything that might set me off. Plain wrong. Being here comforts me, because this is where Tommy is. He's here, Tessa. I feel that so strongly. You feel... him? Oh, Mummy. I want to walk on the lawn where he walked, sit by the fire where we sat together. But now remember how irritating it was when he sat there, complaining about the cold and the food, interfering in our precious evenings. You do remember that. Tommy is present in Menabilly, and not just as he was when he died, but in our happier times when he was fit and strong and handsome. There have been people who've lived on in me when they've passed over from your world. The ghosts, you call them. But he is not one of them. He's just in your mind, in your... As long as I'm here, Tommy and I are together. In your mind? He's the obstacle. He's why our connection is broken. You you want to be with me only because of him. I think Daddy would follow you if you had to leave Mena. And I may have to. And that terrifies me. I somehow always found the strength to fight before. But now, if Philip Rashley downright refuses to renew the lease, I have to face it. So, you'll come and have a look at Kilmarth with me? I think it's time you listened to your daughter. Don't you? It's late for her to still be coming and going. She's out most days making arrangements, getting ready for her new life. He wants me out by the end of September, Tessa. No reprieve, not this time. It's hateful for you, but I can't pretend it's not a relief. Then she's always back for the evening, so she can do her sorting out, burn things sometimes. But this can't go on forever. 
eventually we'll say our goodbyes and she'll have to go and not come back. He's agreed that Kilmarth's mine for as long as I breathe. But the repairs it needs, Tessa. I'll be bankrupt long before I expire. I know that's where she is all day, of course. Kilmarth. I remember what it was like when she first came to me. How she cared for me and mended me and smartened me up. Now, it's Kilmarth's turn. I'll have a proper Catholic chapel built into the basement for all the grandchildren, you know. She must do what she must do. I'm looking to the future. Philip Rashley has waited a long time for me, a respectful amount of time, making sure things had run their course with her before insisting on his rights. And I'm sure he'll want to keep me looking at my best, won't let me rot like the others did. What was that? Is she back? No. Perhaps tonight is the time I should say my goodbyes, finally. I've kept meaning to when it's felt like she was saying her goodbyes to me. Or rather lots of silent half-said goodbyes. Walking down the stairs very slowly, her hand gently brushing the banister so she always be able to remember what that feels like. Or standing outside, looking up at me, every window, every brick, as she did in the beginning. It's sleeping and needs someone who loves it to wake it up, nurture it, restore it to its former glory, and then hide away in it. Don't you think Menabilly would be the most wonderful place to hide away from the world? I do. I've been putting it off until the perfect moment. That's the trouble. I'd wait until she'd finished her sorting and clearing for the evening, when she'd settled by the fire. And I'd lead her mind through the wonderful times we've had. And then I'd thank her, and I'd wish her good luck. Just that. Yes, I'm ready. It's getting dark. She's never been this late before. She's always back. Unless... No! She wouldn't do that to me. Not before I'd said goodbye. She'll be back, and I'll say it. I'm ready now. In Love for Menabilly, Daphne was played by Julia Savile, Menabilly by Jane McKell, and Tommy by Russell Biles. Tessa was Ellie Brooks, Tommy's mistress, Tanya Alexander, and Lord Evans, Lee Tilson. Other parts were played by members of the cast. The play was written and produced by Joanne Chalice, sound design and mix by Steve Rafter. <laughs>